been lit, boy. Everything goes. We now return you to regular programming. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Everything Goes podcast with your lovely host here on the screen. Looks like a shaved man. I'm a little sad by that, but it is what it is. Hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. But hey, we got a lot to talk about. Just like the Browns take down the Bucks as they get ready for Deshaun Watson's return. I shouldn't sound happy about that. That was. I mean, there's a lot going on. He, don't don't cancel the me. Texans. Don't cancel he's me. Playing the Texans too. Revenge. Yeah. Team. Revenge yeah. game. Yeah. Hey. The Wolverines stomped their flag into the big O as Michigan whoops Ohio State two years in a row. No excuses, no snow. Beautiful day. It is what it is. Wolverines just the better team right now. Hey, the legend of Mike White returns as he performs with 300 passing yards and three touchdowns as the Jets are flying high right now in New York. And what is wrong in Denver as Broncos Nation falls to three and eight? Gosh, man, a lot going on, a lot to talk about. Guys, how was your Thanksgiving? It's a pleasure to be here with you again every Monday. Real good. First time Ace. having a peach cobbler pie. I, I bought from a, a small business owner and family loved it. So I never had that. Is that good? Oh, my God. Yeah, she did amazing. It tasted Ooh. so good amongst, you know, the, the mm. apple and the pumpkin pie. So um, I'm a big apple pie guy. Big apple pie guy. What, uh, what about sides? What's your go-to sides? Oh, I'm a big mashed potatoes. Definitely. You got to have your taters. Definitely. That's a definite. Um, I like I, stuffing. I'm a fan I, of stuffing. I was just going to say, I, I feel like, Dad, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like we've never been a big stuffing family. Once in a while, somebody no. brings it. So I've never had a good oh. taste for stuffing. I never really tried it. Like, I tried it homemade once or twice, mac but and I don't cheese, it. Homemade mac and cheese, mashed potatoes, Brussels sprouts with bacon. Oh, I'm um, Gosh, I miss you know, that. That's the kind of things that we make in the client household. As you can see, I feel a little fat. You know, I've been doing nothing but hibernating and eating all week. I love corn too. Don't forget corn. It's corn. Yeah, we had some of that. We've never had mac and cheese, and this year was the first time we didn't have. Uh, I was gonna say we've potatoes. never had mac and cheese before. That was definitely your first time making it. No, it's not. I made it. I made it the last three years. Really? Where was I? Yeah. <laughs> in love that's where you were and i don't know why you eat corn corn's a wasteful thing it comes out the same way it goes in still fills you up isn't that weird that we don't digest that yeah it's like yeah, what in our weird. body it doesn't allow weird. us to, to digest that that's it's so strange it's also a very good fishing bait we stage yep. for trout mm, nice. well, hey happy y'all had a great thanksgiving we're here to talk about the latest sports headlines dad i know you got some baseball you want to break down for us you're you're quick around the horn as we say get ready to throw that ball around the horn here we go well, first of all, the answer to your question about Denver, the problem is, is Russell Wilson still has more bathrooms in his house than he does touchdowns thrown. So that's why that's one of his problems. But they are a mess. They really are. You have defensive players coming after him. Broncos Nation, let's ride. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Anyway, uh, and by the way, they're stuck in that contract. That's like a five-year deal. They're stuck in like 153 million guaranteed. I've been Good I've been saying that. this though. I've been calling this that. <clears throat> They're going to have the worst year this year where the fans and the players are going to turn away from them and then watch them come out next year and dominate because it's year two where they have chemistry. Yeah. All right, around baseball real quick, around the horn. Hey, there we go. There's not, there's not too much going on right now. Spring, tra- spring training is coming up in, what, two and a half months. Things should be heating up by Christmas time, hopefully. Um, thirty. Well, the Astros, by the way, are making moves. I mean, they just got mm-hmm. better. They signed 35-year-old Jose Abreu, signing yeah, a three-year deal, is what $20 it is. million dollars, uh, with the Astros. Um, the first concern everyone had is his durability because he's an older player, but uh, he's mm. ranked right now fourth in American. Uh, he's actually f- ranked fourth in baseball for games played since 2019. So the, the guy does play a lot. 
Uh, Miggy mm. comes out and confirms that 2023 will be his last year playing at 39 year old. He's a 12 time all-star two time MVP, seven time silver slugger, four time batting champ, one time world series champion. 2012 became the first triple crown winner leading the AL and batting average of Good 330 year. home runs, 44 RBIs, 139 since uh, Carl Yastrzemski did it in 1967. They're like, no, his, good. this makes his me career- feel so old. Sorry, I know. real quick. I saw him. Yeah. I remember him coming up like in 2003 or two. Yeah. I remember one of his, like when he first came onto the scene, I think it was the playoffs for them or something, or maybe, maybe it was like the September call up when it, it, God, that's mind boggling. (laughs) And and his stats are amazing. He's going to be a first time hall of famer. First, first bid, like how Jeter went in. Their team has never been good though, for some reason. I mean, they've been okay. Once in a while they went to the playoffs, but like Detroit's never been like a great team. Yeah. He had three, three Oh eight career batting average. A 908 OPS, 507 home runs, 1,847 RBIs, 3,088 hits, and 1,530 runs. He's one of seven hitters in MLB history to accumulate 500 home runs and 3,000 hits. Joining Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, Eddie Murray, Rafael Palmeira, Albert Pujols, and Alex Rodriguez. That there, there wow. is uh, that that's right there saying he's the first bid uh, Hall of Fame. Yeah, he will be definitely. Justin Ver- Verlander, who turns 40 in February, has a meeting with the Dodgers set up amid the Yankees and the Mets' interest. Of course. Um, yeah. Yo, real so, quick, though, real quick. How is How crazy is it that he's about, like, what, 40, and he's still, like, a hot free agent? That's how good he is? Yeah. The only thing bad about him is his strikeouts per game has gone down. His velocity is still good. Everything else is still good. He did give up 11 runs in two starts in the World Series. So th- that is of concern. But, God, I would love to have Bring him, him in New York, baby. Bring him in New York. Now, uh, Aaron Judge did have his meeting with the the, the, the Giants, and I, supposedly it was a really good, uh, really good meeting. They they they've met for several hours, and uh, he did turn down a deal with the Dodgers. Apparently, my one concern that we did talk about is you know longevity with, with older players. You know, he does turn thirty one, giving him a long long term contract. He has missed one hundred forty two out of three hundred eighty four games between twenty eighteen and twenty twenty. His sprint speed has slipped from eighty percent from the 80th percent to the 50th percent in just three years. Um, he's already losing a step. So my thing is, is if the Yankees and if they still say the Yankees are the front runners for him, if your plan is to sign him, don't make it a long-term deal because if he's slipping now, you don't want to attend eight, 10 year deal, whatever, give him five years, $200 million, 40 million a year and be done with it. Um, when, is there like a, Date that we should keep in mind that you guys know of in terms of when they could sign some of these no. guys, or just kind of waiting it out. Let's face it; he's gonna he's gonna sit out as long as he can because you know the longer he sits, the more beneficial he's gonna get. He's gonna have more people throwing money at him. Um, mm-hmm. I do think it's gonna know, come down to the Yankees and and the San Francisco uh, Giants. So I mean, it's either you can go home or you can stay with the team that's been with you. Now, my thing is, is the Yankees are always in the playoffs almost every year. You know, they're always around ninety five to one hundred wins. The the, uh, the Giants they won 100 wins two years ago. Last year they won 81 and 81. So they're on a decline. So I mean, if, if that it's going to be a different park, he's not going to have that short Dude, porch. But if Chris Bryant comes back healthy and Aaron Judge and Jock Peterson and if Brandon Crawford kind of gets back hasn't to him. really done anything in how many years? So I don't, I don't worry about no Jock Peterson. I mean, two years ago he played very well in the World he, Series. He's an stuff. instant upgrade, no matter where he's in that, no yeah. matter what team he goes to. But, but my thing is, is if you don't have pitching to go along with that talent, and the, and the Giants, they, they are they dropped a lot of good players too. I mean, was it, was it Rendon was it, their pitcher? Yeah. Oh, he might. So, yeah, that's the Twins guy. I I want the Twins to get him. Yeah. Good luck. So 
we'll see what happens with this, but it's going to be a while before we see anyone sign. Uh, we'll, uh, White Sox uh, signed Mike Clevenger, who had a 433 ERA last mm. year with the Padres. Pittsburgh signs Carlos Santana, 36-year-old. A one. Listen to this stat now. A one-year, $6.7 million deal. The deal for 2023 is bigger than any free agent contract that the Pirates Dude, had yeah. handed out last season. Pittsburgh has only $18 million. $275,000 in active payroll before the addition of Santana. And that they is traded, insane. And they traded for Choi, uh, as if that's, how, that's how you say his name, uh, the first baseman from the Rays. Yeah. Cabrian Hayes, Ryan Reynolds, and Miguel Andujar are the only players with guaranteed contracts. That, 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 there has to be a uh, – they have the luxury or the, the salary ca- – or the, the luxury tax. There has to be a floor. They have like, Andujar? They have Andujar? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a a good young roster they got though. But but that's that that's insane. You look at most of these teams; their salary cap. I mean, they're at they're maxed out two hundred plus yeah. million dollars, and this team has eighteen million dollars on their books. That's crazy. crazy. Over a third of the MLB, MLB teams, eleven of them, are reportedly expected to pursue Cody Bellinger, twenty-seven year old. Mm. Yankees are one of those players, or one of those teams. The Twins are going hard for Correa. Eight teams are pursuing the the shortstop, all-star shortstop. Yes, to, uh, uh, 2022, he enjoyed a solid campaign, 291, 366, and 467 slash lines, 22 home runs in 136 games. His 4.4 war ranked ninth among all shortstops per fan graph. Any, any Twins fan, don't listen to us if you don't want to re-sign him. Sorry, yep. sorry if we have some Twins fans listeners that are going to bow out, but that, come on. It says uh, Turner, Bogarts, Correa, and Swanson – um, the market for them is good since there's eight teams that are interested in just Korea right now. So the problem is, is until one of these guys signs, nothing's going to happen because one of these guys is going to sign and they're going to, they're going to set the market for the shortstops. So don't, don't expect nothing. And I, I, you know what? I, I would say late December, January, that's when you're going to start seeing signings, big agree, name yeah. signings. I would agree. We saw that with Manny Machado and Bryce Harper. And one last thing, the New York Yankees are trying to get uh, Derek Jeter and John Don Mattingly to join their uh, Yes program to be broadcasters for the Yankees, which would I be would, awesome. I would, I would love that. It's almost like NFL, how they're bringing these, these old stars uh, to chat with them. I, I love that. I love that move. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, all I have I for baseball. Do you want to jump in the NCAA? We can. Football? Get, yeah. get get the the Michigan talk, Ohio State out of the way, and the fact that they're playing Purdue, I think, who has never won the Big Ten West since they kind of formed the division, so not that long. But I don't think Purdue's really actually played for the national title or the Big Ten championship in God knows how many years. So well, the AP poll came out, and right now Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC, Ohio State, Alabama, Tennessee, Penn State, Washington, and Clemson make up the top 10. LSU dropped from 5 to 11 after their horrible loss to Texas A&M, which was crazy because they played Georgia this week. So they dropped down to uh, number 11. Oregon, who was in a shootout with Oregon State, lost. Number 6, they fell to 15 after losing Oregon State. Oregon State South actually, Carolina, man? South Carolina. Oregon State actually jumped up into the top uh, 15 now. They're actually doing well. Uh, big games next week, man. Georgia, LSU, like I said, if LSU could freaking beat uh, Georgia and Michigan wins. Michigan could be the number one team in the country. Dude, that'd be awesome. That'd be real awesome. And then we have what? TCU. TCU who played nobody last week. I think they. I don't, I'm not sure who they played. No, Iowa no, State no, or somebody no, who was they, four they and played seven. Baylor. I thought they played a Baylor. No, it was yeah, that was a no, close Baylor. no. They, they played last week. They played a team that was four and seven last week. They played nobody. Okay. 
They blew I, them out like 35 gotcha. to four or something like that. You, they play Kansas State. Well, Kansas State is a sneaky good team. I can see them knocking off TCU. If TCU falls, even though Ohio State doesn't play, I can see Ohio State or Alabama sneaking back into the top four. Yeah, they really always do. do. Always do. And then USC, who just knocked off Notre Dame, number uh, 15 Notre Dame, uh, plays Utah. So it's going to come down to those USC's teams. good. Who do, who do you guys think should be the top four then? Is is it still Georgia? At least, so for me, it'll be Georgia, Michigan, number two. I think because TCU is undefeated, you throw them at three. And, and USC, USC probably. Yeah, but see, that's, my, that's my, your top four right there, I think. But see, but see, my thing is, is since number five lost, I, I don't see how Ohio State, and I hate Ohio State, I don't see how Ohio State falls out of the top four. I think if LSU mm. won, then they clearly jumped them. But, but TCU is undefeated, though. But I understand that, but you got to look at the strength of schedule. TCU hasn't played anybody. I, I'd still put TCU at, at three, but I would not have thrown Ohio State out. I would have kept oh, Ohio State why, in the top I, four. I don't know okay. why I thought they were four for some reason. I, I don't think USC, mm-hmm. even though they won, should have jumped LSU and Ohio State and went all the way up to four. But I USC just, has played some tough games lately, though. I understand that, but I think when you well, go two and number three, I don't care who those teams are. I think it, it, it doesn't matter that we blew them out in the second half. I still think that as bad as I hate Ohio State, Ohio State should still be in there. I just don't I, think the pollsters want to see that. I think regardless, like regardless of how it's rated this week, USC has a chance to beat Utah next in the championship, Pac-12 oh, yeah. championship. So if they win that, it's more than likely they're going to get in the playoffs. Because I, I feel State, like USC had a little bit more challenging of a schedule than Ohio State did. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, I don't the, 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 you look at, look at the, the Big Ten. I mean, at one point we had four or five teams ranked in the top 25. So, I mean, it's not a bad. I mean, now we have three, right? I think it's just three. I think it's three. Yeah. Still. I think Penn State, State moved up to, Penn State moved up. You know what I would actually do? And, and I know it won't do it because of geographics and all that. I would put Michigan in the other division. That way you always get Michigan, Ohio State playing for the Big Ten championship. That'd be a, that'd be a huge game. You know I mean, what I mean? That's but not a bad idea because they are the top programs in in the the Big Ten. <laughs> but instead, like instead of having this game Thanksgiving all the time and every year, get rid of it. Let them play in the Big Ten championship. That would be so insane. You know, that would be this is it. Everything's on the line. If you guys are ranked in the top three or top four or whatever the playoffs are going to be eventually, this is the money game right here. You have to win this game or go home. Yeah. Let, okay. Real quick. So Alabama toughest strength of schedule according to this team rankings.com site say what it you must be from alabama <laughs> it, so it's alabama tennessee texas ohio state and georgia and then kansas state lsu michigan texas tcu and penn state top 10 for the toughest schedules southern cal is all the way down at 36 wow yeah oddly Screw enough that. so well anyway 17 million people watched the Michigan versus Ohio State game. It's the most oh, watched regular season game since 2011. Michigan, 12 and 0 for the first time since 1997, the year the year they won the national championship. Did it's you see also what that first... beat? No. Did what? you see what that record beat? Did you have that listed? I have. No. Go ahead. It like that 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 it's like the most views out of like oh, yeah. any NBA playoff game, MLB game, like anything like that beat yeah. like any everything out of the water. Yeah, Ooh, we crap. we actually had two games. One in the NFL and one in college that set records. Um, this is Michigan's first win in Columbus since 2000 and Ohio State's biggest defeat in Columbus since 1976. This is the interesting part. Wow. And this is what's going to be huge for Jim Harbaugh, who got a $500,000 bonus for beating that Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> since Friday, Michigan has landed four players from the state of Ohio since Friday. Okay. Ooh. The latest being a, two, a 2023 
four-star Jason Hewlett. They also picked up three more commitments since their victory. Two of them are the games. That's oh, the what I was wow. about to get to. Ohio's the uh, number like Ohio's one of their top uh, DBs, uh, Cameron Calhoun, a former Cincinnati commit, was a visitor for Ohio State at the game. He committed to Michigan right after the game. <laughs> there's also there's a Twitter video out right now where Jim, Jim is on. Jim's talking after the game, like he's at, he's in the meeting room, you know, with the microphone, and two defensive players come to sit with him, and the way he interacts with them and hugs them, like people are like, that's. That's the that's his that's a legit coach like he like that's how he is he's not putting on an act like he loves his players he knows your name it's not just a like I don't know you yeah, punch your ticket yep. in punch it out you know it's and that's why I think people are committing. Well, you know what's amazing is Michigan's beat up Michigan uh, Donovan Edwards who was the, he he's actually the the running back named Big Ten Offensive Player of the Week he had a career game twenty two carries two hundred sixteen yards two touchdowns runs of seventy five and eighty six terrible first which half which helped put together one. He has a broken hand. He has a cast on his hand. You know, he if you notice in that game, he couldn't Dang. put two hands on the ball. They could have stripped him. That shows you how strong his hand strength is. He held that ball several times with one hand, and he couldn't put his second hand on that ball. Jeez, the, the thing that's amazing about that game is, and I, I was screaming at the TV, all game <laughs> long, they played loaded box, safety all the way down in the box where the linebackers play. And I even I said to my son all day, Noah, over the top, over the top. This is wide open over the top. What did they do? They started making plays over the top. JJ looked and, good. And it opened it up. And then what happened? They had to drop the safeties back a little bit. What happened? The offensive line stepped up and the running game took off. We had like 70 yards maybe rushing in the first half. We were oh, trailing. less than that. Less than we that. Were, we were trailing 20 to 17 in the first half. We went on a 28 to 3 run. Mm. 20 to 3. And you know what's amazing? And it drove me absolutely nuts. Michigan played soft coverage the whole game. We gave them underneath all day. We got hardly any pressure on CJ Stroud. We, I think we had one sack, and that was it. And then he had that, uh, that costly turnover to interception later on, which I thought was an underhand pass, but they didn't call it. But the, the thing about Michigan is we didn't have one of our best defensive linemen playing, but we got to generate pressure. We, we definitely have to generate a pressure. Mm-hmm. Michigan is great against the run, against the pass, <clears> and getting <throat> pressure. It just sounds like the Dallas Cowboys in college. But we have got to generate because Purdue <clears> – <throat> You know, producing a championship for a reason. And you can go yep. in there with a big head and you can lose. Hey, and JJ McCarthy, which I only think he's like 19 years old as our QB. I've been saying all week, hey, this is the game that he needs to step up because I feel like when he first won the QB battle, he had a strong arm and you saw him being able to be mobile. And then Blake Corum steps up and it was the Blake Corum show and you didn't really see much of JJ. And that first half, I said, wow, like this kid, he's he's going to lose his value. You know, he's not showing that he can lead this team. And then, like you said, they started playing that that no coverage in the back, the light coverage. And he was just hitting bomb after bomb after bomb. And he really, and he was moving around the pocket. He was running, using his legs, making plays happen. And I was like, that's the JJ that won the starting job. Now, if you can get him and Blake Corm going at the same time, I mean, no one's going to stop that. The only thing JJ has to work on is he has to work on being more consistent, hitting guys that are wide open. He had several guys that were open wide open, wide open, and he overshot them. Yeah. But he, I think they, we, had, Michigan had five plays of over forty-five yards, which was yeah. huge. It was like the it most was really huge. In, I don't know if it wow. was a, a single game against Ohio State or the most in a Michigan game. I forget what the stat there was. It was a great game, really good game. Nobody ever expected Michigan to go into Columbus and beat them. They thought last year was a fluke. And I tell you what, this is huge for Michigan. It's going to mm-hmm. rebuild that program, and this could be the swing point now. This could be the swing where Michigan dominates for the next five or six years. 
I did feel bad. I saw uh, a video of CJ Stroud you know, being interviewed. Like, how, how do you think people are going to remember you? And he's like, you know, obviously, I think people are going to remember me because I never beat Michigan in the two years I've been here. If this is my last ooh. year, you know, but he's, but he talked about, he, he was very, and I, I gave him credit to this because he was very respectful and he was very humble in the way he approached the interview. He was like, you know, for those that do respect me and, and, and do understand how hard I worked for this team, you know, I appreciate them, but at the end of the day, I know I didn't win those games, and, and I hope I get opportunities like that in the future. Mm-hmm. What's well, amazing, that kid has a bright future in the NFL. And you know, another amazing stat, and I'm, I'm, I might be botching this, but I think that Marvin mm-hmm. ha- Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. had 99 consecutive catches without a drop. Yeah. And he had his first or drop. Or it was like, was game. it 19 games with like so many Some, catches and no, ca- no drops or something? It was weird. Crazy yeah. stat. That kid's going to be amazing. That kid has a bright future in the NFL. And that other Ohio State receiver, uh, Starts with an O. I don't know his name. I'm going to botch that too. Oh, that's a that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Ohio State. <laughs> Ohio State has great running backs, and they have great receivers that always come out. And just amazing. It was a great game. Well, I'm gl- I'm glad it ended the way it did. I hope Stroud is not in a line of somewhat of the bust quarterbacks too. He seems like he's a little more accurate than some of the others, but you know we'll great see. Great arm, great no. arm, and, and he makes great great decisions. accuracy too. Great accuracy. He 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 doesn't control the defense, man. At the end of the day, he doesn't control the defense. Guys, something let's I, go ahead. I was. Do you want to finish your thought? Because I was going to segue into. Uh, I have one more thing for the Big Ten. Uh, there was a bunch of coaching changes. I told you guys earlier that uh, oh, yep. Luke Fickle is going to Wisconsin. He was the head coach of uh, Cincinnati. Nebraska hired Matt uh, Matt Rule. Um, David Shaw, the winningest coach in Stanford history, announced he's stepping down. He was ninety six and fifty four. Mm. The school has gone fourteen and twenty eight since twenty nineteen. He has back to back three and nine losses, three and nine seasons. Anyway, the real one thing I no one ever talked about the MSU Michigan brawl that happened in the tunnel. Uh, I didn't realize that the Big Ten suspended one of the players. Uh, Kahari Crump has been suspended for four games already this year. They came out today and said mm. he's going to be suspended eight more games of the 2023 season Jeez. following the post game tunnel fight versus Michigan. Big Ten also announced that decision today, saying that Michigan was reprimanded for not giving enough security and uh. Uh, mm-hmm. help inside the tunnels and not taking care of the tunnel situation because they had problems before against Penn State. Michigan State also suspended mm-hmm. Tank Brown, uh, Angelo Gross, Justin White, Jacoby Winsom, Brandon Wright, Zion Young, and Malcolm Jones. They they already were suspended for four games. The Big Ten said that's sufficient enough that they can play next year. I haven't okay. heard anything about this. I really haven't. Wow. I haven't. Yeah, I, I didn't hear quiet. anything about that. Yeah. But that's All the right. NCAA news. Let, no, 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 we can't forget about our golfers. The Golden Golfers beat Wisconsin on the road, which I just read an article. The the wide receiver for the Badgers, one of the wide receivers is transferring to Minnesota next year. Oh, there. really? So, kind of interesting. You brought up the fact that Ohio State recruits or, or recruits that were kind of out of the fence are going to Michigan now after that game. Mm. Um and honestly, I think it's because Gophers have one of the highest recruited quarterbacks they've had in a while who started the last few games for them. Ethan, I'm going to butcher Kaliamanakis. <laughs> I knew I'd butcher his last name, but he's probably arguably the highest rated recruit that we've had for sure at the quarterback position. And he He's a lot more accurate. He's athletic. He lit it up. And the fact that he wasn't like we had Tanner Morgan, who's a fifth year senior. So you kind of got to give him his due but mm-hmm. he was, I, I feel like they listed him as injured the last handful of games. I feel like that was more of a healthy scratch because he really was not producing at all. So Gophers end eight and four, not honestly good season. We, yeah. Pretty good season. I thought we should have beaten Iowa last week. And that, so 
would have helped so Purdue, things out. Did Purdue beat you guys? I don't think we played Purdue this year, but they just had a better conference record. Yeah, we didn't play them this year. Because you were oh, no, eight sorry, four, they so did. Yeah, they, they were did both beat eight us. four. Damn it! Hmm. But they <laughs> it also would be, it would be Minnesota against Michigan in the championship. If yes, if we beat if we beat Iowa, if we would have beaten Iowa and Wisconsin, I think we would have taken it because we would have had a better conference record than wow. Purdue. Wow. So, I have I have two more notes I just saw now on my page. Cade McNamara, the, the old quarterback for Michigan, is going into the transfer portal and he's leaving Michigan. And Deion oh. Sanders confirms rumors of Colorado offering him the head coaching job. Deion, who is 11 0 and playing oh, in the SWAC God. championship versus Southern. <laughs> Colorado. Colorado is one Colorado is 1 11 this year, ranked 124th, lowest position for a Power Five school. Uh, the school has more double-digit losses seasons in the season five than bowl appearances three since Gary Barnett uh, resigned in 2005. He'd get people Stan- there, man. He would get people there. Hey, he got the number oh, yeah. one recruit overall last year, yeah, Hunter. Travis Hunter, yeah. to go to freaking uh, Jackson State. So well, that's, that's what's crazy, too, is because what about all the people that went to Jackson State because of everything he had there? And it's like, all right, you're leaving. Like, Can I change schools then? Because, I mean, maybe it's yeah, maybe they transfer. May- Maybe they like it there. Don't Wait. get me wrong, but no, that was a rumor. He's not going to Colorado. It's a rumor. He, conf- he's, he, he hasn't left it, though. He confirmed. There's it's no true. way he, he's not going it's to Colorado. Con- it's confirmed. It's true that they offered him the position. It was a rumor until he confirmed that they actually. But did he didn't it. take it yet, though. So, so we'll see Luke, what happens. Luke Fickle, money talks, man. Luke Fickle going to Wisconsin is an, a very odd move for me because sure, Wisconsin kind of had a down year, but isn't Cincinnati going to the Big Twelve soon? Like, yeah, I, I, that just seems like an odd move. They're still going to have, I don't know when they plan on expanding the playoffs, but I don't, I think Cincinnati moving to a bigger conference is going to help them overall. And he just signed an extension. Yeah. 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 But look at all the teams that are going to the SEC. So. Yeah. I don't know. They're saying big 10 SEC are going to be the two dominant freaking divisions in college football. Well, yeah, uh, but I mean, it's freaking Michigan and Ohio State literally makes up the weight of the Big Ten, sadly. <laughs> we'll I, transfer I into uh, the NFL here. Um, this week, uh, the Washington Commanders announced they were going to release and show the Sean Taylor. Uh, what Ouch. do you even call it? Monument? Mannequin? Um, <laughs> embarrassing. Ace, why don't, you ask, embarrassing. Why, why don't you start with the question you have? Because this probably will be my answer. Oh, the, yeah, the most awkward moment of the weekend. Um, so there's, I, I went through four. They obviously could probably pick more. Sean McVay getting hit by what Chris said, his rookie, some player that clearly was late to get out onto the field, gets decked Smack. by him. In I the saw chin. it in slow motion, man. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh, God. Russell, Russell Wilson, the, the guy that keeps giving Dude, for, for all of the NFL and all of the media getting yelled at by a teammate on the sidelines. Zach Wilson, a healthy scratch for the Jets. And of course, Mike White balling out. Um, and then the Sean, Sean Taylor. I don't you can't even call it a statue, a mannequin. They wouldn't Dude. even put that in a, a clothing store. It was just um, embarrassing. My, my answer would be just Sean Taylor. You know, I saw the 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 Bleacher Report notification, like yeah. the commanders release Sean Taylor's like dedication. When I, I don't remember what they called it. I was like, oh, this, this is probably sick, man. And not that it's not cool. It looks like something you would see from like a 1930s museum, though. You know what I mean? It's like the mannequin isn't even nice. I mean, like Sean Taylor, who was this huge, iconic kind of player, you know what I mean? Like hard hit and safety guy. And that's why his family's there and everything. Do you like Jesus? 
I mean, Dude, this it. is the second time they tried that's to it? do something for him. The first time they put his number on the on the field, remember? And that guy was dancing on it. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes' brother, I mean, Jackson Mahomes. Uh, he's, he's dancing all over it. Now they're doing this. Everyone thought that they were going to have a statue out in front of the freaking stadium for him. And, yeah. and he, they and get him on a mannequin. And why not? You know what I mean? Why not? This is Washington. Yeah. This is the Washington Commanders who has sewage problems leaking down through the freaking old stadium ceiling. Oh it's just, God, it's yeah. a mess. It's a mess. The whole organization's a mess. They need to sell and it and they need to just get rid of them. The fact that they don't even have like, I don't even know if this was his actual jersey, but the fact that like they don't even have memorabilia kind of surrounding it. It's yeah, just like you know, a they could have made something blank. so cool, man. Like we're in yeah. 2022 going to 2023. You're telling me that's the best thing with all the money you have that you can make for him. What's your yeah. guys' answer? Because that's my most awkward moment of this week. I, yeah, I got to agree with that. I also, I mean, the others are pretty awkward as well, knowing how crappy those teams have been playing. So, but I, yeah, I got to go with Taylor. Just, you know, rest in peace to him. And yeah, no, the one you didn't look. mention, what the hell happened to Nick Saban's face, man? Like, it looked like oh, he, I at didn't... his press conference, he had like a, a bloody eye and, he had a swollen cheek. I, I, I never found out what happened oh, to him because oh, I was more interested in the Michigan game, but he looked like he was all beat up. Jeez. I'm going to look at that quick. I did not see that. Bloody cheek goes viral. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's Iron Bull with a bloody... Maybe he bit his lip. Or is maybe he beat the I don't I have no clue. That's a that's a good one though. I didn't think maybe of that. he had built one of his players, you know. I don't know. <laughs> hey, just uh two news articles I saw how just recent transactions have happened within the past couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um the 49ers have signed Janoris Jenkins to be a back cornerback for them, uh signed to practice squad, but he'll probably be elevated. Chiefs are signing Melvin Gordon. Gordon appeared in 10 games for the Broncos this season, only tallying 90 carries for 318 rushing yards with two touchdowns. Jeez. And 25 catches for 223 yards. Um, everyone thought that this would be his chance to step up because obviously uh, their young running back did tear his ACL, but he only posted nine carries in five of his last seven games and lost some time due to Latavius Murray being signed from the Saints. And then he also fumbled five times this season. So obviously not the season he's looking to have. Um, but I mean, <laughs> they, <laughs> they say he's going to get elevated quickly for the Chiefs and get some playing time. Um, wow. Which I'm a little shocked the Chiefs signed, but hey, you went from a, a terrible Denver Denver team <laughs> to uh, you're a Super Bowl contender, possibly going to get a ring now. So you know he's happy. He doesn't care if he's the third string running back on that team or anything. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. It's Gosh. kind of about legacy right now. That's I didn't hear. That's crazy, and, and especially into the in the division too. Um, so. Dad, I know that you have that list of running backs, and I'll let you run that off. But before you run that off, I'll ask you guys mm-hmm. the question just for these four running backs. If you had a, if you had to sign one of these free agent running backs to be this offseason, just at the top of your head, not not necessarily debating here. Like if you you just who would you take? Who would you re-sign this offseason? You have Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, or Kareem Hunt. Out of those four, which one do you sign to a let's be real, it's gonna be like a four year deal kind of thing. You know, that's kind of the deal that they've been getting. But if you pick one the, of those I'm taking, four, I'm, I'm taking the youngest. I'm taking the youngest player and the most health, most healthiest. This is tough when is I it? think about this because Saquon is having a very good rushing year, but he's been injured like three out of four years he's played. Tony Pollard is just stellar this season. Is Pollard the youngest? Pollard's the youngest then, and then yes. probably Chubb and Barkley? Okay. There's 12 running backs on this list. It's, it's an amazing list. Yeah, yeah, but out of these four, let's just focus on these four. I want the cheapest. 
I want the cheapest well, and the youngest. Well, you're 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 re-signing him, so whatever the contract's gonna be, it's, it's on your table. I'm just saying. Well, I'm just saying. I, I think, want the cheapest and the youngest. I think I think Tony Pollard yeah. and Josh Jacobs are the two I might be. Like. Saquon is like I want to say Saquon, but man, I just don't know if he if I sign him to a four year deal, how many of those years is he gonna play? I mean, you could say that yeah. with any player, I guess, but just yeah. looking at his past, you know, I mean, he's having a great rushing year. Saquon's last on my list because he's injury prone. I'm- I like. I'm gonna say Nick Chubb. I really. It, it, I Nick Chubb's really on this copy. list. Nick Chubb's on this oh. list. Oh, my bad. It was Jacobs. I heard Kareem okay. Hunt, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, <laughs> Saquon. Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard's led the Tony league Pollard, the last two years yeah. in, in yards yeah. per attempt of over six. So I think uh, Tony, Tony Pollard, Pollard or Josh Jacobs. I, I'm really leaning towards Josh Jacobs. Though. I kind of like no. Josh Jacobs. It, the Sa- Saquon's the there either. Yeah, Saquon's the bo- last of the list. That's tough. Go ahead and read really? that list off though of all the free agent running backs that are going into this year. Uh, Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, Miles Sanders, Tony Pollard, David Montgomery, Kareem Hunt, Jamal Williams, Damian Harris, Jeff Wilson Jr., Dev- uh, Devin Singletary, uh, Rasheem Moster, and Rashad Penny are all who, free agents next year. Who have all been starters this year, which is crazy. Yeah. All of them. The list is amazing. The, the, you know what? This, this list is going to be just like the this, this uh, shortstops in baseball. It's going to come yeah. down to who gets signed first and whatever amount that is, they're going to succeed that and jump that and go past that, which is ridiculous. Okay. Just like there's, there's rumors out there saying that um, Hurst might be a $50 million quarterback next year with his extension. I hope to God the Eagles do that and freaking tie their hands with yeah. freaking dead out the ass. Yeah, um, absolutely. I'm, I'm hoping that, signing anyone else. I'm hoping the Saints look into one of these running backs. Mark Ingram's old. He's got. He, I mm-hmm. think he's a free agent next year. Alvin Kamara can't do it all on his own. You know, you bring in someone like a like a David Jeff Montgomery Wilson? or a Josh Jacobs who can run heavy, and then Alvin Kamara can be that receiving back. Uh, I like Jeff Wilson. He was great with the 49ers, and he's playing well with the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would want more of a heavy back that guy. That guy that will run downfield yep. and kind of stick it right through you. But this I think, is gonna, I think Ace is right though. I think though. I think Ace is right though. Tony Pollard has the less less use. I mean, he's got the most to give you. Um, and and all these guys that played for the 49ers, I mean, I mean, 49ers always had three or four running backs. They they've always split it up. So all those wheels on those guys are fresh. But those yeah. aren't guys, those aren't guys that are gonna give you 33 carries like Josh Jacobs just did on freaking Sunday. So if, if you got yeah, if the Saints signed Jacobs or Monty, David Montgomery, or Saquon. even Jeff Wilson, or God, I don't think they'd sign Barkley. We don't got the money crazy. for it. That that would be a great one-two punch. Um, but again, that like I think there's more problems with the quarterback position than anything else. For That's them. why I'm and, praying the God that Sean Payton comes out of retirement to get traded for a draft pick so we can get a quarterback. And, and this list could get bigger because uh, June first cuts could be another name on here. Ezekiel Elliott. That'd be a good punch, Ezekiel and Alan Kamara. I think I'm just saying Zeke likely. Zeke could be on that list because it, after a June first cut, it's only a five million dollar dead cap hit. Oh. Other than or they got to sign him sixteen million next bye year. Bye bye deals for sixteen million. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unless hey. unless he, he renegotiates his deal. So another uh, another thing to talk about is uh, obviously Aaron Rodgers left the game early yesterday. I think it was in the third quarter after they were trailing mm-hmm. the Eagles with what was to look like a rib injury. Um, according to ESPN, uh, there was an initial fear that Rogers had suffered a punctured lung, but he underwent x-rays at the stadium that showed that he didn't have a punctured lung, but it was hard to tell if he had any fractured ribs. I know that, uh, LaFleur came out and said that Rogers is feeling better today, but then you had Jordan Love come in who stepped in with 
six of nine passing with 113 yards and a touchdown and a huge touchdown. And they were trailing the Eagles, I think, by only like what six points at one point, like one touchdown away. I mean, if I'm the Packers, I think what you saw out of Jordan Love last night, even though it was six of nine, you're like, all right, is this I think everyone in the league is thinking this. Is this is this the end of Aaron Rodgers? Let me ask you guys that question. Do you think this is the last year Aaron Rodgers will be a Packer? No. With how young those receivers are and how young the team is, do you, you don't think they rebuild I around think Jordan too Love? Big of a cap hit. Yeah, absolutely. Some, yeah, absolutely. He just signed a two-year, a uh, hundred million dollar contract. I think this is good for them because you know they they didn't want to have to bench Aaron Rodgers to see what Love's going to give to them. So the injury does help them, and they can say to Aaron, "Hey, you know what? We're eliminated from the playoffs." Almost. So, you know what? Yeah. Take the rest of the season off. But I don't know. I don't know how his contract structured. If it's, if there's a player option or a team option on next year, but you're giving him $50 million. There's no way in hell that he's not going to be the starter next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and not only that, that their defense has been an absolute disappointment. They gave up what over 300 rushing yards to the, the Eagles. They got to be dang near dead last and um yards given up on the, the ground all year. It's just been a total disaster. They can't get any um defensive pressure up like the the defensive tackle. They no defensive line pressure whatsoever. The corners have been completely um embarrassed to some degree most of the year. It's been can't like it's hard to look at their season and be like you can't really blame it too much on the offense. But at the same no. time it's like both like you special teams has been terrible most of the year and the defense has not done at all what you would expect out of them. And you know what the positives for Green Bay is the last couple of weeks, they started to be clicked. They're clicking. I mean, yeah. they put up 20 plus points against Dallas. They had the mm-hmm. letdown again last, uh, the week before, I mean, a week after Dallas. They put up 33 last night. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers' two interceptions is what killed them. Other than that, they might win that game. You know, like you yeah. said, uh, yeah. the, the, the Eagles are the first team to 10 wins that are beating Green Bay. Um, but the Eagles, they had 300. It's the 363 yards uh, last night rushing. It was shy of the 376 yards they put up against Washington in 19, oh uh, 1948 or 1990. I can't read my own <laughs> writing. Hertz is the only quarterback in the last 30 years to have 100-plus rushing yards in a single quarter. Um, my oh thing my is, is, you know what? The And I said this a couple weeks back. The Eagles do not scare me. The Eagles' rushing mm. defense is horrible. They're, they're, they're not as good as everyone's saying they are. Hertz... Hertz is good with his legs. He's not good with his arm. He's starting to fade a little bit. He's having turnovers in games. So the Eagles, to me, are very beatable. And I can't wait until they play Dallas because since, and I'm not trying to toot Dak's horn, but since Dak's back, Dallas offensively is one of the top teams in the NFL right now. Points scored, they're averaging almost 38 points a game. So things are turning around. Dallas's defense is amazing. They're lights out. They're second behind the 49ers. They were the number one team before the 49ers played on Sunday. So... You know, it's going to be interesting. It's, and Dallas, I, I said it, I, I'm going to keep saying it. If the Eagles lose one more game going into Dallas Christmas Eve, man, Dallas is winning that division. Can't, uh, Dallas, will be the number one, Dallas will be the number one team in the, in the NFL. Can we quickly pivot to, um, so the Vikings play the Jets next week. And oh. with the QB carousel, I was kind of like Rodgers is hurt. Who knows if he's going to play next week? Does Mike White deserve the start next week? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my God! Do we, you yep. guys want to just transfer into predictions for Week Thirteen? No, uh, I mean we can real look quick back at the games too. Real quick, this is our our NFL tiers: ten win teams, Eagles; nine win teams, the Chiefs and the Vikings; eight win teams, Dallas and Miami; seven. You know, by the way, Miami plays the 49ers next week in forty in in uh, San Francisco. Ooh. The left tackle and the right tackle for Miami are out. Two of them might be running for his life. Good luck. But 
seven win teams. You got the Titans, the Ravens, the Bengals, the Jets, the Giants, the 49ers, and Washington. Now, the thing, the thing about the NFC wow. Beast, which is the NFC East, um, a lot of a lot of them haven't played each other yet. So the Giants have to play Washington two times. Uh, the Cowboys got to play the Eagles again. The uh, Giants play the Eagles again. So that that's not going to end up being the best division of football because we haven't played each other yet. Uh, six wing teams right now are the Pats, Chargers, and Seahawks. And uh, there's a bunch of teams that are floating around four and five wins that still have a chance to get into playoffs. But the field God. is starting to get uh, wide open now. So. It's so happens. it's so sad entering like a new era of football where you see the Packers, the Saints, the Steelers, like these teams that have always been good just yeah. are so bad this year, man. It's it's so tough to be a fan. But hey, Dude, one crazy stat of the weekend, Tom Brady was 218 and oh, went up seven points or more or, or seven points or more in the last two minutes of a regulation game until the Bucks beat the uh, Bucks, not Bucks, the Browns beat them in uh, overtime. So he's now two eight two eighteen and one. Wow, and that's insane. Two upsets that I would say happened this this week is the Raiders putting forty points up on the Seahawks and beating them. Geno Smith still had a huge game, three hundred passing yards and like two touchdowns, three touchdowns. Um, another one I would say is the Jaguars going for a two point conversion and beating the Ravens. Gosh, that was. Remember when the Colts but, lost? But the what Jags did Justin team? Tucker do? He missed what a sixty five yarder to win it. They still lost. Did he really? I'm just saying. Yeah, they 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 have so much faith in his leg that they went for a 65 yard field goal. Made it. That's yeah. insane that they still have a had a chance to win it at the end because I saw them take the lead. The Ravens. I had to turn the game off. Whatever. Did not see that the Jaguars came down and scored. So I just assumed there was literally no time left. That's nuts. Didn't the uh, Chargers also go for two to beat the Cardinals? Yes, that was which good. That, I they absolutely did. love. I love it. I don't like, I'm not a huge fan of Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray. They just don't really, I don't know. I don't like I their attitude. I am so happy that the Cardinals <laughs> keep losing because the Cardinals <laughs> and the Chargers are two teams that's there that's, that they are saying Sean Payton has his eyes on. And if he would, if he would oh. come out this year, not saying he would, because he could, I think he's only got like one year left. He could wait another year. If he, if he loves the Saints though, and he came out and was like, all right, I want to get traded, I think they could at least get a first round pick for Sean Payton. A lot of people disagree, but hey, Gruden, they gave up a lot for Gruden when he went to Oakland. And they have a top five pick right now. Just saying, the Saints need a quarterback. Saints need a quarterback so bad, unless they want to go get one in the offseason. You know what's funny, too? Is is why is it this is the year where players are coming out and just basically, you know, instead of taking it as a team loss, no, now they're turning their backs on coaches and teammates and everything else. And they're just, Kyler Murray came out and said their scheme's broken, basically going against co- their coach and saying the scheme's broken. That's the problem. You think you know, about it, though, the Cardinals are so, are so different night and broke. day though, compared to what they've looked like the past two years though. Like that offense has looked really good the past couple of years. Now it just, they look terrible. And Hey, the jets dude. I mean, I was watching the jets game at the airport. You got guys like Wilson, the uh, the receiver, the rookie receiver. I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and 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 Elijah Moore. Like these guys, dude, they were flying through the field with Mike White. Mike White looked good, man. I I get it. They played a Bears secondary that was injured, and the Bears aren't the greatest defense mm-hmm. right now. And but it was raining, and Mike White was throwing bullets. That black uniform that they wear is so nice, <laughs> man. Like it is so hard not to want to hop on the Jets bandwagon right now, and just like not even a bandwagon, like. It is so cool to see a team that has like 
as long as I can remember, has been booty cheeks my whole like career. You know what I mean? Like, we'll allow it. We'll allow it because it's opposite division. Saints aren't going to the playoffs. <laughs> well, settle likely. down. You never know. I never know. I think as a football fan, man, like it's just like that's so cool. Like you got a guy like Mike White who's like, you know what? Screw it. Like that first round pick, Zach Wilson, like I can beat him out. And mm-hmm. there's what? They're what? Seven and four? Like how amazing is that? They're better than half the teams in the league against the Jets. Dude, they got a great defense. They, they do. have a great defense. Yep, and yep. speaking of uniforms, I got to honestly say, I, I actually like the Eagles uniforms last night. The but Eagles uniforms. Those are blacks too, right? Those uniforms are sharp, man. Yeah. And, dude, yeah. I'll, I'll, dude, I've always yeah. liked the Eagles uniforms. Another another uniform too is uh, the Commanders. That black uniform they they wore, it was raining too against the, the Falcons. That's another guy too. Uh, Heineke, he's what, four and one since he's been a starter now. They moved to seven and five. What does that show for for Carson Wentz? Does he get traded again this offseason, or does he just stay as a backup quarterback in the Commanders? Maybe have to have an open uh, competition at QB next offseason. And tra- like, where does that take Carson Wentz? I I would I, I would cry. I, I, know, I would man. cry if the Saints traded for. I'd be like, please don't. No, no. <laughs> it just seems like him, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold. There's a lot of like these random QBs that are yeah, still right. sort of in their prime, young, like yeah. mid twenties, whatever. That maybe could still have a shot somewhere else, but it, but they're they, running out of time. They're running out of, yes. like, like like Baker. I, I don't know what's going on. Baker, Sam Darnold looked good. He looked real good. Yeah, against uh, who the heck they played Denver? I think they yeah, played Denver. Denver, and that's a that's a solid, very very solid solid defense. defense. That's been a top ten defense all year. Um, yeah, they, Carson, had a, they had a letdown though. They had their first letdown. Yeah, <laughs> Carson Wentz uh, and like the Carson Wentz has had moments too, man, where he shined. He's had a cannon. Like the first couple games of the year, he was like throwing like three hundred passing yards, two touchdowns, and then you just see him kind of hop into his old habits where he just doesn't hit guys. He throws interceptions. Mm-hmm. I don't There's know what's going to happen. It's uh, there's like a different energy with Taylor Heineke and the same with like Mike White. It just seems like but, there's a different. But that goes aura. back to the playoff game against Tampa when Heineke came in. They loved him. But honestly, yeah. their best yep. win was against the Eagles. I mean, they lost to Minnesota. You know, just <laughs> I would I would slow down. I don't think they're uh, they're going anywhere. I don't. I just NFC is wide really, open for a wild card it, right now. It is. It, it right now the whole NFC East is the playoffs. They're in the playoffs. If the season ended today, all those teams were in the playoffs. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. But I would slow down a little bit. I mean, Heineke's having a great, great run here. But you know what? All he has to do is not make a mistake. Their running game is amazing. Their defense has really, really stepped up. So I would slow down a little bit. Who do you think – which teams that are in the playoffs right now slip out, at least if you look at the NFC? Do you you think the the Giants slide, the the Commanders slide? Giants have a lot of injuries. I think the Giants definitely are. I I could see the Giants slide. I honestly can. The Giants have not looked like the like. I think the Giants, and we've said this from day one, the pot not to rip on the pot, not to rip on the Giants. It's been nice to see them win. But we've said on this podcast multiple times. Yes, the Giants are good, but I don't think they're good. Like their record was good, but like they took a big hit out of injuries on on receiver. I mean, if you could stop Saquon and make Daniel Jones really work, I mean, it's just. I love the head coach. I love the direction they're heading in. I just don't necessarily mm-hmm. – I'm not scared. Same with the Bills, right? The Bills were this hot team. The Lions mm-hmm. should have beat the Bills on Thanksgiving. I watched that whole game, man. If the Lions – I called it. If the Lions – and we've preached this all season. If the Lions can hold a team to 20 points or less, they – and this might be a hot take. They have nine wins right now, in my opinion. It, 
Yeah, because they they would have beaten Seattle. Remember that? Seattle how many game games like did they lose? How many games? Did, how, many, how many games did they lose by like what three? Like a field goal or yeah. a touchdown? Like I'm telling a you, lot. like the Lions' offense is no joke. I mean, and they are injured at wide receiver. When Swift is in there with Jamal, Will- Jamal Will not yeah Jamal Williams. He has the most t- rush touchdowns in the league right now. What? I'm going to tell you something. Really? This is oh, going wow. this, this is going to be my hot take for next year. Green Bay Packers are going to be last in that division. You're going to see Chicago, who has nine first round, uh, nine uh, draft picks next year, $100 million in cap space, who's putting up over 20 points a game right now and turning it on. They have defensive problems as well since they got rid of everybody. Minnesota's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Lions are going to win that division. Detroit's going to be good. Stop it. It's going to be Detroit, Minnesota, Chicago. I'm telling you. I'm telling I, you. Depend, I honestly, see I, you know what? Depending what they do with Kirky. Kirk Cousins, I that's a good question. I think if the Lions don't sign, and I've heard people say this, I I don't I think if they don't sign Jared Goff back, I think that ruins the Lions. I don't think they're good next year. Mm. I think you go back to square one. But so I was just looking at the standings quick. The only like NFC East beast, however you want to call it, legitimately has a chance to get all four in because I don't like the Seahawks six and five. They're kind of next in line. The Falcons, the Lions really are the only contenders and none of those are like i mean the panthers and saints i guess kind of have an outside but you're hoping shot. for that last spot those are top two spots at least three of the nfc East is going in yeah it, i mean unless giants injuries pick up and they lose what they've lost two straight maybe they go on a three four game losing streak we've they seen it happen out, but geez that's i'll, that I'll is, tell you the, the the two teams that i'm worried about in the playoffs and, and they're both good teams mm-hmm. buffalo and the vikings yeah, Buffalo, Buffalo because right Buffalo because weeks uh one through eight, 180 attempts. Josh Allen's uh, off target rate was only 3.9 percent. He had a 72.20 percent completion rating, uh 5.8 yards attempt through weeks mm-hmm. nine through 12 with his arm his arm injury, 90 attempts. His off target rate is now up to 11 percent. Yeah, he's struggling. He's, his his percent his completion percentage has dropped from 72 to 68. His yards per attempt are down from five, uh, five point eight to four point nine. And the biggest, the biggest thing about mm. the, about the, the, the Bills as well, he's their main weapon. Eighty percent of their offense goes through him, passing or running the ball. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't have a real good running game, and yep. he does it all. If if he continues to get beat up, his career is going to be short lived. He's going to be another RG three who, who ran, ran, ran and got hurt. Mm. My thing about the my thing about the Vikings is, can they beat? Can they beat up on bad teams and stop having these close games against bad teams? You know what I mean? Honestly, the Jets, like nobody. That's a big game next week. That's a big game next week. And the Jets, sure, they have a great defense. Where's it at? I think that Mike White, it's at home in Minnesota, which helped. Let me die. Mike White sure I just does saw not that. care, baby. He's coming in. <laughs> they, he does play with that swagger, it seems like. Do the. AFC East, they could potentially get all four teams in too. I don't think that's going to happen. For, he's coming for Zach Wilson's mom. <laughs> Yo, you're 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 of your next six games, only two of them are against teams with a winning record: the Jets and the Giants. Yeah, yeah, we'll that's play it. The Jets, which could, I think which the Lions both of them after. could be wins. Yeah, yeah. Hey. So, so that that's the only two teams I really worry about because I think those two teams have high ceilings if they can fix their problems. Mm-hmm. Let's break down yeah. some of these picks because there's some big games next week. Some yeah. big games, right? We'll start it off right here, right? Saints and Bucks. And this is what I'm going to say right here. If the Saints have any shot of going for, for the, the division, division. <laughs> if if you truly believe, Dad, the Saints are going to win the division, 
It starts <laughs> Monday, right? Because here no. it is, right? Saints have a long week right now. They play not, they don't play till Monday. 90% of their defense is back. Marshawn Lattimore, who is a stoppage. He is so good at covering Chris, uh, Chris Evans, right? Chris Evans. Uh, Mike, Ev- Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Yeah. Mike Evans. He's so good at uh, shutting down Mike Evans. He will be probably be back this week for the first time since like week two. He was at practice last week. Our defense will almost be 100% healthy. And I think the Saints, to save their season, needs to either throw Taysom Mill or Jameis Winston in that quarterback to try and finish 9 8. Our schedule going forward is not a hard schedule at all, besides the Eagles. We could beat the Bucks. We could beat the Falcons. We could beat the Panthers. We could beat Cleveland. Actually, I don't know. Deshaun Watson's in there now. I still think we could beat him. We still have a top 10 defense. Like, if we can get some offensive going, this game is a must win. I'm taking the Bucks. I'll be honest. I'm going to take the Bucks. But the Saints really? have to win. Who starts at quarterback for the Saints? Do you think they make the switch? The I think rocket. they have to make a switch. I yes, think please. I think if they keep Andy Dolan and I'm taking the Bucks, if they make a quarterback switch, I'm taking the Saints. The problem is, is you guys got to win the division outright. I mean, you're one and two in your division. The Carolina yeah, but our Panthers next, are our next four Carolina, weeks, though. But the Carolina Panthers are three and one in their division. They're only a game out of first place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this this division's wide open. I mean, it's <laughs> you got five and six, five and seven, four and eight, and four and eight. I know. So. <laughs> somebody's got to pull away. I mean, this is the worst division of football. I mean, this is what I mean. This is what I mean. You're going to have a bad. team with a sub 500. Hey, gives uh, fans hope. Gives fans got, hope. But, but you're going to have a team with 13 wins or, or 14 wins. That's a wild card team that has to go on the road for every game. Go cry home. So, it's, go cry. it's not fair. No, it's not. It's not go cry. It's just not, it's not right. They, they should quick, keep, they should keep the right. division winner that they can go to the playoffs, but lose their home field advantage. Saint, so Saints Bucks, like you mentioned, Monday night, Bucks play at San Francisco the week after, and Hard then they schedule. play at Hard home schedule. against Cincy Hard against schedule. the Bengals. So yeah, and then on the road against Arizona, which honestly you don't you don't know what you're going to get out of that team either. So that's a <laughs> Chris. I don't know how long ago, how many weeks you said it, but there's definitely going to be a losing. They're going to have a losing yeah, record. In it's that not. Game. It's not right unless we I finish nine and eight, baby. <laughs> Look, I don't care if it's Dallas. I don't care who it is. I think if I you hope have it's a Dallas. losing record. I'm just saying, if you have a losing record, you should not be playing a home game. I'm sorry, you don't. Deserve I agree. It. But what that. if I'm not? What if I I'm nine agree. and eight? What if I'm nine and eight, baby? Nine and eight's mm. different, Ty. What nine if we finish nine and eight and Dallas? Has what did to I come say? If you don't have a winning record, but I, I still think they should take the top four, the top seven teams or eight teams, whatever it is, and they yes. should reseed them. They should reseed them. Yep, I agree. I agree. I agree. As long as I can make the playoffs, I win the division. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay. Yeah. Who are you guys taking? I'm taking the Saints if they change quarterback. I'm taking the Bucks if the Andy Dalton's still in. I'm taking the Saints. I got to go with the Saints. I said they're going to win a division. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Saints too. Do you know that that hey, still gives yeah. me hope every week when I cry and I hate my team? I just hear that little voice no. back in my head. My dad's like, I think the Saints <laughs> are going to win the division. I'm like, I got to hold on to that. Hope. I'm going to pick the Bucks. I'm going to take an arrow for you guys so that we're all not on the Saints in hopes of the you, Saints. Ace. I thought we liked each other. Look, my, my thing yeah, is about the Saints too. <laughs> The Saints only allowed 13 <laughs> points to the freaking 49ers. Who were hot yep. going into that game. Yeah. And you know what? This just goes to prove that defensive coordinators don't make good head coaches. No, dude. Dennis Allen. It's not even Dennis Allen, dude. Okay, first of all, I saw a video of Dennis Allen trying to yell at Kamara for a fumble compared to Sean Payton. Night and day compared. He's a trash head coach. Pete Carmichael is the worst wow. offensive coordinator ever had. Sean, uh, Asim Hill was in only 42% of the snaps compared to last week when they won. It's just like, stay with the stuff that works. Like, look, I don't look, get look, it. Look, 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 look. Before you go out on a tangent like that, you got to remember something. Sean Payton's been a head coach for a long time. This is this guy's first year. You really you can't be one. going up and you can't be ripping your your one of he your fumbled twice. Yes, you one. can. He fumbled twice and cost the game. Remember something. 
these players control how long your career is. And if you treat them like yeah. shit, they're going to perform less, man. These are millionaires that don't have to go out there and give them it all. Bring they me back champagne. Paid. Bring me I'm back saying. champagne. <laughs> Bring me back champagne. Why do you think champagne left? Um, he saw what was coming. Hey, commanders and Giants. Big game for the Giants. I think the Giants need to win this game, but I'm taking Taylor Heineke. He's going to go into New York and win that game, baby. God. Yes, the, I think the losing streak continues for the Giants. I agree. I agree. Wow. I don't. I go back. I, I'm taking the Giants. I think the Giants, because they are getting healthy. They're going to get some guys back. Against the Cowboys, they had four offensive linemen out. Some big defensive players were out, yeah. so they might get a little healthy. And we'll see what happens. I, I think the Giants have enough weapons to, to do it. We don't got to pick a winner here, but Browns versus Texans, how well do you think Deshaun Watson plays this week? Not well. I think it's, it's a good game a, to come back. It's good a good game, game to come back. To come back. I think he throws for like 190 passing yards, maybe two touchdowns, maybe one pick kind of game, like nothing crazy. I think yeah, he's gonna man. rush. He's gonna rush more than he throws. <laughs> or they go off, go to the playoffs. Now, now I mean, you've got three, a good enough you, rushing team, anyways. He shouldn't throw you, more than twenty-five times as it is. <laughs> you have three good running backs now. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is this is a big game though. Options. Jets going into Minnesota, like we just talked about. Seven and four Jets going against the nine and two Vikings. I'm taking the Vikings. Don't mess I, I this up, the, Vikings. I'm taking the Vikings. I think the Vikings are going to win this game. I think it's going to be a close game again. I just think that the Jets have a really, really good defense. But I think, you know, let's face it, Justin Jefferson is the best receiver in the NFL. You know, he has, he, has, he has the most 100-yard games receiving in his first three years uh, of his career. He has 21. He just passed Randy Moss and somebody else. Uh, he he leads the NFL wow. in Odell. And, uh, I think it was Odell and Randy. Yes, yes. They have they have nineteen. He passed them, so he leads the NFL in votes for the uh, the the Pro Bowl or whatever. So, you know, we talked about this before we came on. You know, we haven't had an offensive player uh, other than a quarterback win the MVP since twenty sixteen. Cooper Cup is the first receiver to get any MVP votes in twenty years. I think it's time for a change. Either that, or we need another uh, offensive award because. This guy, he's on pace to freaking just have an amazing year. And he had that that catch that he made against the Bills, that fourth, like that's what you need, like an iconic play. And that was that was kind of it. If you're going to give it to somebody outside of a quarterback. Um, I, I like, also like the John, or, oh God, I'm, Vikings. I, Vikings. I really am looking forward to whether or not Sauce um, Gardner is going to be matched up one-on-one man coverage all day against Jefferson. I think that would be kind of sweet. Um, just to kind of see play out throughout the game, but I, yeah, I got, I gotta expect that the Vikings, dom, not dominate. It'll, it'll be a close game, but um, they're gonna pull I, it out. I like the Vikings here, man. I like Justin Jeffries. I like Justin Jefferson, man. I like the offense, but I love Mike White, baby. I love that defense. No. I gotta take a hot pick every week, baby. I'm going with New York, baby. I'm going with the Jets, going in the Skull Town, oh, baby. <laughs> Look, I gotta tell you something. I'd rather see if anyone has to be number one in the NFC. I want to if it's gonna be anyone other than the Cowboys. I want to see the Vikings do it. So I gotta I gotta keep rooting for the Vikings. I like the Vikings, man. But I just I like the underdog story, man. I want the Jets to continue that ride on, baby. Let's ride. Um, <laughs> let's see what's another big one here. I mean, hey, the Eagles are playing a tough one against the Titans with a Derrick Henry rush. You know, can they stop the rush mm. game? Can uh, Ryan Tannehill, you know, move on? It's in Philly. Um, so that's huge for the Eagles. It seems like and, they're always in Philly. I know. Yeah, no kidding. I guess I'll take the Eagles on this one. I, I really would like to see the Titans win this one, um, but I feel like I have to go with the Eagles with just how well they've been playing. I, I think it's going to be yeah. the Eagles as well. I think, you know what? Yeah. 
I, I think Tennessee is is one dimensional. They don't have a good passing game, and so you load the box and stop Derrick Henry and force mm-hmm. Tannehill to win with his arm. He's not going to do it. I just think the Eagles yep. going to be eleven and one, unfortunately. They'll, yeah, it, play play the tape yesterday again. What the Bengals did to the Titans, play just play that. Watch that tape if you're the Eagles, yeah. and you should be all right. I it's sadly I think the Eagles are going to win that one too. Last yeah, one, you play, we'll your, do... play your safeties down low, man. Take away the run, and that's, that's all you got to do is make Tannehill try to beat you. Last yeah. one we'll do here, which I, I feel like is always a great game to watch. You have Kansas City, who's 9-2, and two, going into Ohio to play the Cincinnati Bengals, who are 7-4. and four. Mm. And the Bengals play well against Kansas City. I'm feeling I'm feeling a, a Cincinnati win with this one. I really am. As good as the Chiefs are, and I pro- they'll probably go to the Super Bowl again this year, and I feel like everyone's going to pick them. Those are my two upset picks. If you want to call them upsets, Rematch. the Jets beating the Vikings and the Bengals beating the Chiefs. Those are I like those. I could see that happening, and that's what a rematch of the championship game last yep. year too. Yep, same spot. Chiefs. I got to go with Chiefs. I don't know why. I just such feel like villainy. such a villain. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going. Cincy. I just think you know, Cincy's won what three in a row now without Jamar yeah. Chase. I mean, their offense is clicking. They're playing solid. They're protecting their quarterback more. They have a good defense and a good enough defense to get them back to the Super Bowl. I just think this is who they were last year, and they're stealing wins, and they're getting better and getting more yeah. confident. I, I'm saying Cincy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Last thing we'll talk about here is the game that's currently about to kick off at any minute or already has. Is what about Pittsburgh. Cowboys? Should we, who do they should we I mean, they're play? playing the Colts. I mean, let's hey. all just whisper it. I'm taking the Cowboys. Cow- Cowboys I'll next week games Cowboys. against the, the Colts, Jags, and Texans. They're combined. Uh, those are your next three wins. games. Those are your next yeah. three games. Might next as well just the Super Bowl while so we're at it. If we don't go three and zero, this is our season. If we don't go three and zero here, uh, you might as well just say goodbye to the Eagles and it's done. Mm-hmm. But I think the Cowboys should have enough to uh, to get it done. Mm-hmm. I'm taking an Indianapolis win tonight. They're gonna go into J World down there next week and get a W. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm, oh. just, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Hold yeah, the bells. You, you, Hold you the can bells. Pick whoever you want. I know I can pick whoever I want. I don't take that crazy with hot picks, but I do think the Colts will beat the Pittsburgh. Will beat Pittsburgh tonight. Um, I think Saturday's gonna get a second win. They should have got it last week too, but they didn't. Yeah, they're playing better with them, and I mean, you just gotta look offensively. The Steeler, like Matt Ryan versus or Kenny Pickett. Pickett. Yeah, I, I know they're not going against each other, but it's like. I kind of trust Ryan to make more decisions and hopefully they'll pound the ball with Taylor. I It's going to be a tough game because the Steelers with Watt back and the, that defensive front is obviously going to try to stop the run. So I like the Colts too, though. I think the Colts have too much. I think this, yeah. the Steelers will get better as, as, as the years go by, but right now they're just, they're just all over the place and you can't expect a, a rookie quarterback to dig you out by himself. They need help. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's gonna be. I, I'm I want to watch this game because I want to see exactly what uh, I'm in for for uh, for the stress level next Sunday night. Yeah, there's nine minutes left, and uh, the Steelers just kicked a field goal to take the lead three nothing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say that. Well, you got you guys got anything else? Got anything left? Well, Sixers are uh, three and one right now, number six seed with uh, all their injured players. Joe uh, Joel Embiid did come back tonight, so I huge win against the Nets. Bit. Yeah, yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. you know. The Flyers have lost 10 in a row, so there's not much to talk about there. They're just a hot mess. Uh, other than the, the nice brawl they had against the Islanders, they're just giving up too many goals a game. So that's what I got. Well, guys, we hope we you enjoy our podcast. Radio, sorry, we may have a radio personality from Minnesota on soon. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting to hear back. So mm-hmm. cross our fingers. He uh, he can get back to us. <laughs> well, we got to 
we got some big games to root for this week. So let's let's go Michigan. You no, know, let's get go to that championship I, I will game. Actually, I'll be at a dance while that game's going on. Nice. What kind yeah. of dance are we? Talking I never about? go to dances. My girlfriend invited me to be her yeah, date what? for her college dance, and of course, not square dance. No. You know, no, square you dance. Nah, nah. Well, we hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast. Listen to our lovely voices in your eardrums. You know, as always, we say let's ride into the sunset as Russell Wilson is. I just currently going down <laughs> real fast. Dude, dude there, it's so funny being out here and listening to these freaking newscasters <laughs> talk about how bad they are. You know what? They, I say this at work all the time. You have a new coach, a new coordinator, a new quarterback, and it's a lot of injuries. How are you going to freaking expect this guy uh-huh. to, to take you to a championship? Yep. Not happening. I'm just sorry. thought going in, they were one player away or one position. Keep riding. Keep away. riding. <laughs> They're going to be there. Don't worry. Hey, well, we hope you guys enjoy your, your night. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving, and uh, we'll see you guys on next week. Peace.